Welcome to the Cloud Accounting Podcast, a show for accountants using technology to make their jobs more strategic and impactful. I'm Blake Oliver. And I'm David Leary. So David, I was watching the Today Show today because I'm working at home. So I was sitting on the couch with my iPad, catching up on the news, getting ready for our podcast. And what comes on but a story on the Today Show entitled, What is Cloud Computing? Actually, no way. <laughs> it was, it was, I, I misspoke. It was, what is the cloud in quotes? And, and one of their reporters uh, took a tour of a Microsoft facility in an undisclosed location, I think in Virginia somewhere. Uh, and the Today Show audience learned where their data is in the cloud. Amazing. It's like in a physical pl- place in a building somewhere. And I just had to share that with you because it's so funny, uh, you know, coming probably 10 years after it should have. Uh, but, you know, to be fair, it's it's taken a while for the cloud to gain uh, mass market uh, appeal or knowledge. And the quote that I loved the best came from Savannah Guthrie at the end of the segment. She said, ah, so the cloud is basically a big file cabinet that's not actually in the cloud. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. So what we could do is that we, we have a distribution strategy here, right? So I think, you know, when you put when we put this up online, we'll tag the Today Show. And then they could have their follow-up. They could be like, hey, remember we talked about the cloud? Guess what? We got two guys there to talk about it even more. And they could bring us on. That'd be great. I'm looking forward to that. You have to get up really early to be on the Today Show, though. East Coast, I get up early. I'm a morning guy now. I'm, yeah, We'll do it if they ask us. Hey, um... Actually, you have a story that you sent to me that is about the cloud and into it. What's that? Yeah, uh, I'll read the headline because uh, this was this is in a UK um, tech journal, but I'll read the headline because it's uh, the the verbiage is very interesting. Uh, it says accounting software biz into it flogging Bitbarn to throw its lot in with in with AWS. Uh, so it's a little confusing from the title. And the first sentence is my favorite. Uh, it says, financial software flinger into it is binning its biggest data center and plonking its corporate backends <laughs> onto AWS in another win for the public cloud's biggest player. Definitely a, a frustrated literature English major working at that uh, site. But uh, David, what is the news here? I mean, essentially the news is into it. Years ago, we uh, when things first started moving to the cloud and big data started coming on, we built data centers. And so we had a huge data center we built in Quincy, Washington. And the uh, as times moved on, you know, it started out very small. Like we would, uh, I think years ago, we started putting just help, TurboTax help up on the Amazon servers. And because you could spin up like one night, you need 45 servers. The next day you need one. Right. And you couldn't really do that in your own data center very well or to cost effectively, but you could with Amazon stack. So over time, more and more stuff has kept moving to Amazon's web servers, right? To, to the Amazon cloud. And even QuickBooks Online now is all on Amazon web servers, right? I think even uh, Zero is on Amazon web servers. And so us having our own data center doesn't make a lot of sense. And so we've uh, into it sold the data center. Wow. That's. Big news, uh, but not unexpected. Not not really unexpected, and it's interesting because you, you we talk about this time about like desktop versus cloud, and you know if, if companies like Intuit aren't running their own data servers, does it make sense for somebody to have a server in the back room of their office anymore? 
No, absolutely not. And, and, and so we're, I think that's kind of like the, the direction things are headed. And the other thing that I, just reminded me of a story I had early on in our platform, we started building apps.com, right? And we were going to uh, build uh, an app marketplace and a platform. We were going to host the apps. So early on, and this is when I used to have an app on the platform, View My Paycheck, we hosted all the apps. And, oh, wow. I didn't know that. And we decided we're not going to do this. We are not going to do this. And, and so I remember one of the engineers explaining the why behind the decision when we decided that this wasn't a good idea. And he said, it's a, the simple way to think about it is we had three engineers working on something that Amazon had 2,000. And it was kind of like, okay, they're obviously going to build this way better and faster than we ever could and they, so it's really specializing your skills right they're really good at that we're really good at small business yep so intuit is going to take a charge for selling its uh, data center or actually rather transferring all the data to aws is going to cost between 75 million and 85 million um it's a huge undertaking so probably will take uh I would guess at least a year to to make that full switch happen, uh, it'll, or maybe into it'll do it faster than zero. But hey, um, speaking of impairment charges or switching costs or binning ideas, uh, there's some news out of zero. Big news that broke recently that zero is ditching its U.S. payroll product, and they are partnering with Gusto, which will now provide the deeply integrated payroll solution that. Zero had previously developed in-house. Um, a lot of talk about this on the boards for Zero users, accountants using Zero. Is it a good move? I'm going to say my personal feeling is, as a as a Zero user, uh, I'm a bit disappointed that they didn't follow through on building out payroll. But I can understand why they would give it up when payroll is so darn complicated in the United States. I don't think that the folks in New Zealand or Australia had any idea just how difficult it is to build payroll in the US. So probably long term, a good move. I think they're going to take an impairment charge of looks like 16.2 million in the first half of, uh, of the March 2019 fiscal year to do it. I love Gusto, so I'm happy about that. Only problem is that um, uh, the question, the big question is, how much is this going to cost? Because that hasn't been released yet. And one of the great things about Zero's built-in payroll product was that it was free uh, on their standard plan for up to five employees. So if you're a small shop and you're just paying yourself and a couple of employees, you could actually use their payroll uh, for no extra charge. Now, it was self-service was not full service like Gusto, but that was a nice little feature. Um, I do think it is better to have full service in the end, but it is going to be another uh, monthly payment. So, so, with your knowledge of Gusto, did Gusto? I'm not sorry, Gusto. I bet with Zero's payroll, did Zero's payroll ever do all 50 states? They never quite got uh -huh. there. The problem, of course, being that some states still don't even allow you to file electronically. I think. God, so they just and I get that, and Gusto, I think, went through that when they they would just they just went for the big states first, and then you eventually catch all the states. Um, kind of, it's kind of two interesting dots on this. Like one, um, it's kind of not surprising at some level. It's a similar strategy, you know, Intuit uses with QuickBooks in Canada. We partner and wage points payroll provider there um, in Australia. KeyPay, like as you as you build to take an accounting system global. Even though the accounting's kind of the same everywhere, right? And even the sales tax, you know, and uh, 
use tax models are kind of very similar everywhere. Payroll is not. And so like for a company like Intuit or Zero or anybody to build a one payroll that works in every single country in the, around the globe is really, really difficult. And so you might, there might, this could be an indicator of lots of announcements like this going forward. Um, I thank you. Yeah. And I, I would say this is also really good for the concept of the cloud accounting ecosystem. It proves that it's really, really hard to build all in one products and it's very expensive to do so. And that a better approach in the small business segment is to partner with other developers to integrate your products so that you can both focus on what you're really good at. And Zero is not good at payroll. They are good at accounting. Gusto is really good at payroll and benefits. Work together, deeply integrate your products so that it's a seamless user experience. I hope that's what comes out of this. Yeah, and hopefully everything stays uh, an open marketplace, you know, um, because the way the small businesses win because if they if they want to use Gusto, great. If they want, I think two you know uh, two months ago, Zero was all happy about how paycheck. I think we talked about paychecks integrating with Zero, right? And then it's QuickBooks, ADP integrates, paychecks integrates, Gusto integrates. I mean, to it has their own payroll. Like it, it's good for the small business owner, um, Patriot payrolls out there, like to pick the payroll product that's the right fit for them. I mean, ideally, all of those products would be deeply integrated, or it would be an open path to do that, right? So I could choose whichever payroll system I want, and it would work just as well. Uh, that is the dream. I, I think I saw a tweet the other day that uh, it was like. There's one of the um, an ADP location and 50 ADP employees were all wearing t-shirt shirts, right? So, so it's it's. I think we all are, uh, you know, we we've changed. We've, everybody's moved on from that closed mindset of like my way or the highway. And okay, you can be an ADP customer, but you can also be a good t-shirts customer and maybe a good QuickBurst customer. I think everybody's a little bit more mature now in the marketplace. When it comes to the ecosystem. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I think this is going to be a short episode today, but we do have one more piece of news. What's that? Certify, who, if you guys remember, maybe 19 months ago, they merged um, with Nixonia. And then a couple months after that, it was Expense Wash and Tally and kind of took four expense apps and, mer- and they're merged together as one big company. Well, now they've just announced they're acquiring Abacus, which is now a fifth expense app. And so they're, they basically built an umbrella or a suite of five apps to go from huge enterprise all the way down to teeny small business soul, soul tracking of uh, expense reports and all the, all the people and slices in between. Yeah, this is really interesting because I didn't know what to make of it when the first few acquisitions happened. Now there's five of them. And as a marketing guy, or well, since uh, this year I've been a marketing guy, I can't imagine having to do marketing for five separate brands. It's hard enough with one. So is this a good move? Is the ultimate plan to consolidate the user bases onto one or two applications? I feel like that has to be the end game because how can you scale running five separate expense applications? I mean, maybe the idea is just to uh, see which one does the best. Right. And then pre-merger, I've been to an accounting conference and seen all five of these with their own five separate booths. Right. So if they have a separate brand and they go out, go forward with separate booths, like it's just going to cause market fatigue, like for, for somebody shopping even. Right. Like, like, well, I don't know which one I should use. And, And it's not obvious like, Oh, Coke is very distinct and Sprite is very distinct and Snapple is very distinct. Right. But like, 
the, the, all these products are very, very similar. And like how they communicate that's going to be interesting. Yeah. And, and I mean, with soft drinks, right, there's like two soft drink companies that like make 90% of the soft drinks out there. Uh, but it's easier to do separate branding, I think, for soft drinks. I mean, with, with especially with software, you've got a whole backend that you've got to maintain that are separate systems and all that stuff. It's not just like a recipe. So curious to see how this all works out. Yeah. I think that's it. A short one today. Um, if anybody uh, wants to send us some articles for next week or just say, hey, you two are great. Uh, how's the best way for them to reach out to you? They should tweet at me. I'm at Blake T. Oliver. Uh, and Twitter works for me. I'm at David Leary. And thanks for listening. I think uh, keep your eyes open. I think we have some bonus episodes coming out here soon. Yep, we've got Ed Kless coming up real soon. That'll be a fun interview. Awesome. Perfect. Later, Blake. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Have a good one.